welcome to the 89th episode of the podcast F4. We're calling it that since it's easier to say than food and frightening film fanatics. Before we get started, our usual disclaimer, heavy spoilers ahead, turn back now if you haven't seen these movies. This week we're doing a single serving size episode, and that is one that falls below my two movie minimum in order to be considered a franchise. So I am talking about The Collector and The Collection this week. First up, The Collector from 2009, written by Marcus Dunstan. He also directed the movie and his writing partner, Patrick Melton. Produced by Brett Forbes, Julie Richardson, and a few other people. Starring Josh Stewart as Arkin. You may best remember him as J.J.'s husband, on Criminal Minds, that's what most people remember him for. Also starring Michael Riley Burke, Andrea Roth, Carly Scott Collins, Madeline Zima. You'll remember her as Grace, uh, the little girl from The Nanny. And those people make up the four members of the family that's under attack. Um, and also, even though you don't see his face, is one. Fernandez, who is the collector. Runtime on this movie is 90 minutes. Budget of $3 million. Box office of $10.2 million, So that's pretty good. Um, Dunstan and Melton are best known probably for writing the uh, screenplays for Saw 4, 5, 6, and Saw 3D. The collector was originally pitched to studio executives as a Saw prequel, called The Midnight Man, but when they didn't go for it, they instead made it a standalone movie. After that, three years later, 2012, is The Collection. Again, written and directed by Dunstan and Melton, produced by the same people. Returning is Josh Stewart as Arkin. New are Emma Fitzpatrick as Elena, Randall Archer as The Collector, Christopher McDonald as Mr., um, I think it's Peters, or Peters, and Lee Turgenson as Lucello. You'll remember him from Oz, the HBO series. Runtime on this movie, 82 minutes, budget of $10 million, and box office of only $9.9 million, so they didn't break even on that one. Now's a good time to talk about the proposed excuse me, third movie, which was supposed to be titled The Collected. Um, They actually began production of this movie in 2019, but it was shut down after eight days for some reason. As of last month, Dunstan had said that the movie would probably never be made due to creative disinterest. This would have completed the series trilogy as they originally planned it. Returning were Josh... Stewart and Emma Fitzpatrick again, and new um, to the franchise is Tom Atkins. Of course, we've talked about him multiple times during Halloween, Creepshow, etc. Randy Havers, Dot Marie Jones, who you may remember from American Horror Story, and Navi Rart. No one is really sure what happened, why the production was shut down, um... They tried to get some answers from the producer, but they would not, and the production company, they would not return their calls. And because the producer owns the rights to the movie, 
Dunstan and Melton can't really proceed without him. So that's what would have been the third movie. Where can you see the first two movies? Uh, the Collector's available on Amazon Prime and Shudder. Um, also free on Tubi, Pluto, or Vudu. Or for the usual $3 to $4 each on YouTube or Google Play, iTunes, or Apple TV. There's also an edited version on YouTube for free. The collection is available on HBO and the other usual spots, Amazon, Google Play, YouTube, Vudu, Apple TV, for a cost, and there's also a free copy of that on YouTube. Neither of these movies is on Netflix or Hulu. Rotten Tomato scores. The Collector, critics gave 29%, audiences gave it a 48%. The Collection, critics gave it a 36%, audiences gave it a 49%. So audiences obviously liked it more than critics. Uh, the Plot, I'll do the usual and um, read the brief IMDb synopsis and then talk a little bit about the plot. So the first movie, The Collector, IMDb says... Desperate to repay the debt of his ex-wife, an ex-con plots a heist at a new employer's country home, unaware that a second criminal has already targeted the property and rigged it with a series of deadly traps. In terms of genres, this movie would be considered um, home evasion or a uh, torture porn movie, somewhere similar along the lines of The Strangers or Them, Shut In, etc., or because of the traps, it would also, of course, be in the category with Saw. Uh, one of my questions after watching this was, how in the world did this guy have time to set up all these traps? Uh, because some of them are very extensive. So you really have to ignore the gigantic plot holes in these movies if you're going to enjoy them. Um... So as the movie starts, Arkin's working on a like, construction crew, and as I just read, he finds out his wife is really in debt, so he decides to rob the place that he's working. Um, and when I first started watching the movie, I had no idea what the movie was about, so I'm glad I went into it cold. I think that really helped, because when the second guy showed up and started killing people, um, I didn't know that was going to happen at all. So the show took a completely different direction to me. Um... The first 22 minutes are set up, and then after that, it's nonstop action until the end. So basically, Arkin's trying to get out alive. Uh, this guy, the collector, has a bunch of boxes, I guess. He likes to stuff people in. There's a little girl. Arkin at one point gets out and then goes back in um, to save the little girl. Um even though he could have just run off and left. But, um, so uh, everybody else in the family gets killed. At the end, you think he made it out alive, but nope. Um, actually, the collector's not dead. He is able to capture Arkin, throw him in a box, and take off in an ambulance. And that's the end of that movie. In the collection, IMDb says... A man who escapes from the vicious grips of serial killer known as the Collector is then forced to help rescue an innocent girl from the killer's booby-trap lair. I will say the intro scene in this movie is excellent. 
Um, it's um, a girl, Elena, and two of her friends go to a secret dance party that's held like in some warehouse. Um, so everybody's having a good time. And then she sees that her boyfriend's there and cheating on her after he told her that he couldn't come out and he had to work late. And so she ends up in a different room. She leaves the dance floor and she sees one of the boxes. Um, it's like a footlocker. And she opens it and Arkin is inside. So he gets out even though he is still shackled. His feet are still shackled. But what this does is this unknowingly she has set off this device that runs throughout the whole building. It's very complicated and ends up um, starting this thing that I don't know how you would describe it. Probably a farm uh, combine. Those things with the like the thrashers on them um, causes that thing to start and then it plows through all of the people in the dance floor. So that reminded me very much, that was an excellent scene. It reminded me very much of the intro scene to Ghost Ship. So that was pretty cool. Unfortunately, though, the rest of the movie didn't keep up with that pace. Um, right after that, she separated from her friend. I think her name is Michelle. She ends up uh, with a group of people. And then this thing that comes down from the ceiling that's like a meat tenderizer or something and then squishes them all flat so Elena takes Arkin's place inside the footlocker and then Arkin is able to escape by using a guy's body to break open a window and then throws the body out and lands on the roof of a car on top of it and ends up at the hospital and there's some people that were hired by Elena's father including a guy that's known her since uh, she was a little girl, um, hire Arkin to find the place where he was being held captive. And they tell him he doesn't have to go in, but they trick him later um, and then force him to go in. Um, so they're trying to rescue her. So they all, they end up back in, and unfortunately it just can't leave up, live up to the... Um, excitement of that intro scene at the dance party but uh, they're obviously run into various traps they're knocked off one by one there's a group of zombie people that the collector keeps drugged that tries to attack them they have to shoot a bunch of them um, so you know that's the basic gist of it until we are end up in the end no surprise with just Arkin and um Elena and she saves him from drowning I mean from dying in the fire so the whole building at one point has been set on fire they think they've killed the collector but we know that you know you never kill the bad guy in these movies uh, she smashes all these display cases that have a bunch of uh bodies like he is sewn together as some sort of weird experiment um, she breaks those and then all the water comes out and is able to, uh, get to where Arkin is and then help him to the front door of the building. So that's it. They both survive. Everybody else dies. And so that's it until the very final scene, which is you see a guy in a building in a house and then Arkin sneaks up behind him and he says basically that, there are 14 entomologists, 
like bug, bug doctor guys, um, in the 200 mile radius, and he is number 12. So this is the guy known as the collector, and uh, he got a hint about who he was, I think, from a something on the wall in the abandoned warehouse hotel where the guy was keeping everybody. Um, so he says, are you going to kill me? And Arkin says, no, I'm going to make you feel everything I did. And then he stuffs him in the footlocker and slams door shut. And that is the end of the second movie. And of course, leads it open to the third movie, which I guess we're never going to see at this point. So that's uh, the basic gist of it. Uh, on the trivia, there's not much, but here's what I got. General trivia. There are two videos on YouTube called How to how to beat the collector and how to beat the death traps in the collection by cinema summary those are really cool so i suggest you check those out one of them was how in the dance scene how to survive that and he said that the combine things that were thrashing people to death um, moved in a circular motion motion so you had to press yourself up against the, two of the walls where it couldn't reach because uh, it created a circle. Um, so I think the two holes are like right angles. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. So those were fun to listen to. So first up, The Collector. As we said, the writers intended the movie to be a Saw prequel, but the idea was declined. Uh, like Saw, this film too was inspired by Seven from 1995. The Collector Urban Legend is really a catch-all legend for creepy hermetic neighbors um, that may be doing something horrible inside their dungeon-like basements. The most common collector legend is the neighbor who collects human body parts and proudly displays them in mason jars. In Russia, the Collector Urban Legend has a bright future because it played out in real life. Its new mascot is local historian... Antoly Moskvin, who stole corpses from cemeteries in dozens of towns east of Moscow. According to police, he dug up at least 29 corpses and made dolls out of them, um, including life-size faceless dolls with platinum blonde wigs. So that's pretty freaky. Um, originally set and financed by Division Films, the collector was dropped by the cash strap studio after they didn't have the funds to release the film. Uh, Lydell Entertainment snatched up the rights from Dimension and gave the film a brief but successful theatrical run in 2009. There is an after credit scene at 1 hour 29 minutes in and the body count in the first movie is 7. Uh, there's a cameo, John Gulliger, around 17 minutes in. If you look closely at the police arresting Arkin in the hospital, one of them is a horror director, John Gallagher, um, who had collaborated with Marcus Dunstan on other movies. Oh, wait, I switched to the collection. So that's from the collection, obviously. Uh, a couple of other things from the collection is the hotel... Argento, where the collector has his victims, is a nod to cult Italian horror director Dario Argento, which we've talked about before when we did Suspiria. 
The Mannequins are a nod to the film Maniac from 1980. And Elena, roughly translated, means bright one in Greek and Spanish. Why should you watch these movies? Well, if you like home invasion movies or you like torture porn, you might like these movies. Otherwise, they're probably not for you. Um, it is fun to see the various traps in these movies. Um, and as I said before, the opening scene in the collection is definitely worth watching. I will say of the two movies, though, I enjoyed the first one most. Um, it just seemed to be more fast-paced. Um, I enjoyed the plot. Maybe my expectations were too high for the collection. But um, I would suggest that you watch the first movie and then maybe just look up the opening sequence uh, on YouTube for the collection. Um, and for the recipe for this week, since the collector is an ophthalmologist, I included some recipes with bugs in them. Uh, some people are grossed out by bugs. Other people say that it's the... Uh, food source of the future. I'm not really bothered by eating bugs, although I draw the line at spiders because I really hate spiders. So, let's see, where is my list of recipes? Give me two seconds here. I thought I had it pulled up. It's from Thrillist. Um, and it's called... Edible eight bug recipes we dare you to eat. So let me pull it up real quick. Sorry, I must have closed that window. So it's a bit dated, but really nothing much has changed. Um, bug. Uh, recipes are bigger in some other countries than here. Um, we have ginger cricket cookies. The only aphid addition in this list is finely ground whole crickets. Cricket flour in general functions much like nut flour. It's a fantastic earthy nutty aroma and goes especially well with ginger. Um, so there are links off of this article to the various recipes. Next one, spicy critter fritters, lightly toasted weevils are totally optional, but if you're already allowing cricket flour, you might as well go whole hog. I think people are more likely to eat these probably if they don't resemble the insect, um, like these, um, these macaroons, you can definitely tell there are bugs in. But something like cricket flour where people can't tell what it is, I think uh, people are much more likely to eat it. Um, Moroccan summer salad with crispy wax worms. Um, askew carbon-loaded croutons and opt for some tasty roasted wax worms instead. Or the carrot buffalo worm soup. Um don't have buffalo worms on hand, just substitute them for mealworms. Uh, waxworm tacos, edible insects are both our past and our future. 
especially with the current interest in paleo diets. Insects make as much sense for us now as they did then. They're nutritious, abundant, and very sustainable to raise. Paleo cricket snaps, cookies, um, caramel cricket cheesecake is the last one. Uh, again, made with cricket flour. That looks pretty good. So I will include this link in the notes. I know it's not for everyone, but given uh, what other things we already eat, I'm not sure why people would be opposed to eating insects. So there we go. Um, so where to find us? We're on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Please give us a five-star rating if you like what you're hearing. We are on Twitter at Food and Fright. Contact us by email at foodandfright@gmail.com. Or check us out our website at foodandfrighteningfilmfanatics.podbean.com. That's it for this week. Uh, next week we'll probably have a, a bigger franchise the, since these short episodes are what I do in between watching all of the movies. Um, I'm in the middle of a, a pretty big franchise, which hopefully I will be done next week. So until then, stay safe, take care, and we'll talk to you later. Bye.